0: Good morning. morning. All right, let's go to the Lord in word of prayer again. Jim, you want to pray? Thank you, Lord Father, for bring us out to your house this morning. Thank you for asking. Amen. Amen. All right, Revelation chapter twenty two. Revelation twenty two. 22, let's see, let's put in about verse 6 and read the rest of the chapter, and we might get done today, (laughs) I had a couple people look at me like, "Mm, yeah, you're right, (laughs) we'll get one slide done today, Jim's here, (laughs) I'm kidding Jim. All right, Revelation 22, verse 6, and he said unto me, these things are faithful and true, and the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which must shortly come, be done. Behold, I come quickly, blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them, and when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou do it not, for I am thy fellow servant, and of thy brethren the prophets, and of them which keep the sayings of this book. Worship God. And he said unto me, Seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. And behold, I come quickly. And my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Jesus have sent, I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, and the bright and morning star. And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let him that heareth say, Come, and let him that is a thirst come, and whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. He which testifieth these things saith, Surely I come quickly. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. All right. Anybody remember what we talked about last time? I'm asking because I can't remember (laughs) exactly where we got. I noticed you read your verses this morning. That's good, Brian. (laughs) Chris told you it happens sometimes. And it does. There's been a couple of Sunday schools I've intended to read in the past, and I forget to read. And that's the most important thing, not my commentary or anybody else's. Um, that's kind of why I try to get it out of the way at the beginning, so I don't forget that important part. Robert, did <laughs> Well, if you hadn't done it, Whitney would have called you down, so I have full faith in that. Um, let's just look here. I—I not I know we were somewhere around... Verse 12, 13, 14, somewhere around there. Uh, notice this, though. I mean, I think we've, we've talked about it in the past, but as we were reading that, did y'all hear a phrase repeated? And you're shaking your head. What if I asked you what it was? <laughs> Anybody know what it was? It repeated like three or four times. Well, yeah, calm. There, yeah, but jesus said i come quickly i come quickly um he said it a couple times already in the book but he says it three or four times in the final chapter i wonder why yeah I think it's because he's coming quickly, yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying, yeah, yeah, I think he wants us to understand something here, you know, I heard a preacher one time say, if God said something once, it's important, <laughs> he says it twice, you better listen, now, what if he says it four times in the last chapter, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, hard-headed, yeah, yeah, he was thinking of Jane when he put that <laughs> pinned that down. Jay, Jane, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, I, mean, I, ain't, I ain't told you everything Warren said. He's been talking about Kobe's hard head and where it came came from, and it ain't me. So, <laughs> 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 all right, before I before I dig a hole here, let's. Uh, I come quickly. I come quickly. I come quickly. Don't seem to me like he's coming quickly. (laughs) So, do you think that means in a hurried manner or soon? I think, well, I'm going to probably disagree with some people here. I think it means in a hurried manner. I think it means when I come. And we talked about that last week. If you had been in church, you would have understood that. (laughs) But, um, yeah, your wife, hey, your wife wasn't here either. (laughs) So, yeah, I, that's what I think. I, I think when he says I come quickly it means in a hurried manner. But regardless, he's pointing to the fact that he is coming. He's coming back. Uh, so you're you're saying that I've seen it both ways. People say right, we don't have long and he's coming. hmm And I've seen people say, Well, he could be referring to when he comes it's gonna happen fast. Yeah, yeah, I believe the latter. You can believe what you want to. It doesn't it does not matter to me. That's up to you. You can be wrong. What does Brother Kevin say? You can be wrong if you want to. <laughs> I believe it's the latter. Now, the Bible clearly teaches that he is coming back soon. That word is used. And that's not the same thing. But now when he's talking here, I believe it's when I come. Because a lot of people put it off. And a lot of people feel like you know, they want some kind of evidence and the next evidence you're going to have, is going to be too late. And so when he says, I'm coming quickly, that's when he steps out, it's done. So the imminency of his coming is clearly taught in Scripture. He didn't hack any time before I finish this sentence. It could happen. It could be another 2,000 years. We don't know. We don't know. You know, we look at things around us and say, God, Jesus has to be coming back soon. Well, no, he don't. Come back when he gets good and ready. He don't even, the Father knows that. We don't. I think the quickly refers more to our perspective and the soon refers more to his. Mm. Yeah. Well, it depends on what you're talking about. Soon is a very relative term. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm agreeing with you. In the sense of time, soon doesn't mean anything to him. No. Soon probably means next. Yeah. Well, and we'll kind of get into that a little bit, not those words, but kind of the time relation between him and us in some of these other verses here. Right. But yeah, you're right. What does it mean for Jesus to say, I'm coming soon? If you lived in a timeless eternity. Is there even a soon <laughs> but it's for us who's reading this book I mean it's written for us and we do live we do live in a time to eternity well a space of time um, one day that'll be gone but in the beginning you know we talked about what that says in Genesis in the beginning something's created right there time that was not known before that. So, behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. We did look at John here falling down to worship. Here he worshiped. Uh, here he fell down to worship before the feet of the angel. Now, we were told in, in the last, uh, no, not the last chapter, a couple chapters ago that he fell down to worship the angel. I think there's a difference. Um, here he may be worshiping God. He just fell down to do it at the feet of the angel, And the angel said, we, can't even, we don't even need to do that. Don't even, don't even let that appear like that's happening. So whether or not it's different. So we saw that. He told him to seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book. Seal them not. What does that mean to you? He told John to seal them not. But is there any application to us? I think there should be. What is it? Yeah, but now how many people say, I don't want to talk about Revelation? How many people refuse to read it, refuse to talk about it? Now, this is what's going to happen in the future. (laughs) And it's as good as done. And we ought to be telling people. I talked to somebody the other day, and he was dealing with somebody that just... If you brought up anything in Revelation, it's just like, no, that, that don't count because none of us understand it. And that's how most people look at it. Don't none of us understand it. Well, you have not read it then because there's plenty in there you can understand. If you want to, there's plenty you can understand just by reading it one time. But if there's plenty, if you'll put forth a little effort that you can understand, But a lot of people don't. And he told John, don't seal this. People, people need to know this. And then he goes on to say, he that is unjust, let him be unjust still. We're in verse 11. He that is filthy, let him be filthy uh, still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. We talked about that. And, and that kind of led into a little bit of discussion about purgatory. You know, once that time comes, once a man dies, his opportunity is, his, his, I don't even like the word fate, but his fate is sealed. Um, the decision that he made, either for or against, is done. And the same guy I was talking to, the guy he's dealing with, thinks everybody's going to heaven. Some are just going to have to go somewhere to get it all figured out. That's not the same Bible I read. I'm sorry, it's not. Everybody's not going there. I know we all want to hold hands in a circle and sing kumbaya and all be there together, but it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So we need to be talking to people. We need to be witnessing to people. And then he says again in verse 12, he just said in verse 7, Behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. Now, we know, I don't have to spend any time on this. We know this is not salvation. The Bible's clear. Salvation is apart from your works. Right? Okay. But now, reward is according to your works. When we're given rewards, whatever that is, ever how many you get, Of whatever it is. It's going to be according to the works that we've done for him. Those things that we do with a false pretense for the wrong reason. Those things are going to be burned up. But the true things we do for the right reason and for him, we're going to get reward for. I don't know what that means. We're going to get reward. And evidently cast it back at his feet. So your reward is according to your work salvation is apart from works that's that's clear and i'm gonna have to spend any time on that here so he says here 13 i am alpha and omega the beginning and the end the first and the last this is where i kind of thought about what jim was talking about with time he says he's the alpha and omega well what does that say to you what does that mean of what Well, Alpha and Omega, why is he saying that? Does anybody know? I'm sure that you've heard it preached on. Why is first he saying that? First and last letter of the Greek alphabet. Okay, it's bookends. He says, I'm the Alpha and I'm the Omega. That's not the only time he refers to himself in that way. Then he goes on to say, I'm the beginning and the end. And if you didn't get it, I'm the first <laughs> and the last. <laughs> now that is for us. Was he at the beginning? The beginning for us? (laughs) We can't even, we can't even, since we live in time, we can't even think about it. I want to say, was there even a beginning? We don't know what that, we can't even fathom that in our brains. There was for us. There was for when he began his creative work. But was there a point when God was not? No. And will there be a point when God will not be? No. So we just have to, for this verse, I just have to say, okay, (laughs) and move on. But why do you think he's telling us this? (laughs) I think it's important (laughs) why does he want us to know that he's the first and the last do you think anybody this is just an opinion the whole context of this is the interaction between God and man that's right and the whole context of this is wrapping up what he started he began it all he created it all when we talk about creation we say he's the creator he can do whatever he wants if you don't like it take it up with him he can do whatever he wants he created it all. I don't understand it, but when he created it all, he already knew how, how it was going to work out and how it was all going to end. He had his hand in the creation. He had his hand all the way through, and he's definitely got his hand in what is the end of this to us. Now, that's not the end. There is, there is no end. Consider more specifically man's interaction with God. Consider it looking from our perspective. He is our first hope that's at salvation, and he is our last hope that's at death. Yeah. Right. sure and that should be comforting for us that the one who loved us and gave his life for us has got this thing in his hand and he knows exactly what's going to happen i'm alpha and omega the beginning the end the first and the last blessed are they that do his commandments and they that have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates of the city there we go to doing again we talked about last time Yeah, there's another part in Scripture where it says there's a blessing from reading this book and hearing it just by reading and hearing it. But the focus here at the end becomes not just reading and hearing but doing these things. Because you have to do something. (laughs) Now, it's all God. But even when I was saved, I, I I had to trust him. Now, he gave me everything I needed to do that. Yes. The faith that we have is given by him. We had to do it. But but we had to do something. We had to do it. Otherwise, we're just some robot that he takes care of it for us. And that's not how it works. So we turn from hearing and listening. That's great. We can come in here on Sundays. Don't worry about Sunday school. But think about preaching. You can hear you can read and that's all fine and good but until we apply it to our lives what good is it truly so it turns to the focus turns to doing these things and this 14 unless i'm wrong this is the last of the you can call them the beatitudes of revelation the blessings blessed is he that does this blessed is he that does not do this blessed is he that doeth this Blessed is he that keepeth this. Blessed is he that overcometh. And here you have blessed are they that what? Do his commandments. And people get all in a fuss about the book of James. The book of James. Is it works? Is it is it faith? Is it works? Is it faith? It's faith. (laughs) And James makes that clear. So it's all by faith. It's all by faith. Now I know we didn't get here. Verse fifteen. This verse has often um, interested me. This is. This is. Um, it's pretty much the last of the separation. There is a separation between people that God makes here, all through His Word the saved and the unsaved. There is a separation there. And he's talked about at different times, blessing, blessing, blessing for these and curse and curse and curse for these. And these will be able to enter the city and do this and that, and these will be out of the city and in the lake of fire. There's a separation. And here he says, he just talked about blessings. He just talked about rewards and blessings. And he talked about the tree of life and the gates of the city. And then in verse 15 he says, For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Is there anything in that verse that catches your attention? It might not be the same thing that caught my... (laughs) What catches your attention? The word "without." without. Yep, that's not what caught my attention. But, yeah, that's important. For without. That's part of that separation. Some are going to be within, and others are going to be without. They're not part of that. We've already seen that. Nothing that doeth evil is going to enter that city. Anybody else? Yeah, mm mm-hmm. So on, on the lie you know, I, there's another verse we talked about and I don't remember where it was and I was sitting there going through that list so I'm, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good and then it said a liar and I was like oh no <laughs> now I ain't part of this group don't get me wrong <laughs> but he he's talking about sorcerers and idolaters and, and you know a lot of people who don't know the Lord are going to be able to say I ain't part of that and then whoever so loveth and maketh a lie. I'm going to say that catches everybody. Now, we're not part of this group. But I'm talking about when others who don't know the Lord are approached with this kind of stuff, the rubber meets the road with that statement right there. But have we not done? Yeah. Yeah. These great things and these mighty works in thy name. And Jesus said, I don't even know who you are. I never knew you. I don't want to get off on that. I never knew you. Um What caught my eye was dogs. It it don't fit to me. Now, after you study it a little bit, maybe it does. It definitely fits. But I'm talking about in my mind. So he says for without are dogs, and these other things: sorcerers, whoremongers, murderers, idolaters, and whosoever loveth and liars, dogs. What is that doing there? I mean, is he talking about canines? I don't think so. We ain't going to get into if pets are going to heaven right now, okay? But that's a good way for me to get taken down from Sunday school. (laughs) But he's not talking about canines. So what's he talking about? We've heard him refer to... We heard the Lord Jesus call somebody a dog one time in the Bible, not in Revelation. Anybody know where that is? It's a surprising statement. There was a lady that came to him when he was on the earth. And made a request. And if I'm, she was Syrophoenician, I believe. She was a Gentile. She was a Gentile. So were you. <laughs> she was a Gentile. And Jesus said, It's not, it's not, it's not meat to take the children's food and to give it unto dogs. That surprised me <laughs> that he would address somebody that way. Does it you? It's okay. You're telling me nothing Jesus ever did surprised you? I didn't say was he wrong in doing it. It surprised you when he called that woman that came to him in faith a dog? Yeah. Now there he was talking about something different than he's talking about here. She was a Gentile. And they were seen a certain way. And the Jews were seen a certain way for that for that fact. They were seen in the eyes of the world as dogs. The Romans called them dogs. But Jesus came and he told us. Again, he's, he's the creator of this thing. And if you don't like what I'm about to say, don't get mad at me. But he said he came first for the people, the children of Israel. <laughs> and so there was there that separation. Now, of course, that was opened up to the Gentiles. And thank the Lord or we would be without hope. We wouldn't be where we are today without that. But he said, "With that, and we're gonna to have to stop after this. One more class, probably, and that's probably it." You, <laughs> I, I couldn't get done. <laughs> I feel a question coming up. <laughs> <laughs> from you or from me? Okay. <laughs> so, what's he talking about with these dogs? Does anybody anybody know? And I don't I'm not going to say that I know, but that word put there is seems out of place to me. It, it's, it, it's not Gentiles it's not are you telling me there's no Gentiles in the city because that's what he's saying about those that he's talking about it's not Gentiles and a Gentile if you don't know is any, anybody other than a Jew okay so dogs Yeah. So it's more of a, it's more of a, uh, I can't think of the word. It's more of a portrayal of the characteristics of these, of of evil people. What you're saying. Maybe even more evil than sorcerers and whoremongers and idolaters. (laughs) Could be. Could be. That's one thought. It's just, it's just a, a word that, that, details a characteristic trait of these people. That's one thought. I found something very interesting. Because he's listing specifics here. He's listing sorcerers and whoremongers. And and somebody else. Idolaters maybe. um, And liars. Um, Turn to Deuteronomy chapter 23. And after this we'll have to be done. This may not be what this is. This is just something that I find very interesting. When I found this term dogs, I was like, what, is, what are we talking about? Deuteronomy chapter 23. Um, well, I'm in Genesis. Deuteronomy chapter 23. And let's pick up about verse seventeen. Okay. Deuteronomy twenty three seventeen. There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel. Whoa. <laughs> now we do you, you we know what that is. I mean that's not symbolism. We know what we know what a whore is. And that's what he means. There shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. You know what a sodomite is? It's somebody who, who's gay. That's a sodomite. The Bible calls them sodomites. The town of Sodom was full of them. So there shall be no whore of the daughters of Israel, nor a sodomite of the sons of Israel. So he's talking about two things. He's talking about a whore, and he's talking about a sodomite, okay? And then in verse 18, thou shalt not bring the hire of a whore or the price of a dog into the house of the Lord thy God for any vow. For even both these are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. There's another evidence. So he's talking about two people. He's talking about a whore and he's talking about a sodomite. And in the next verse, he calls a whore a whore and he calls a sodomite a dog. And I think that very very well may be what he's saying in this chapter in Revelation. For without are dogs, sodomites, and sorcerers, and whoremongers and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. So what does he mean by dog? Is it just a characteristic trait? It may, it may be. But in that verse in Deuteronomy, he calls sodomites dogs. Now don't you let anybody in this day and age, and I know you don't like talking about it, but don't you let anybody in this day and age tell you that God is okay with somebody being a homosexual because he is not And we're told over and over and over in Scripture that he's not. And people try to explain in a way. And there is no explaining in a way. It's clear. God said, they're an abomination to me. He didn't say that about ever, ever sin. Sodomite. Now. That's what always happens. Exactly. That's, that's what always happens. And so here we're left with this picture of who is without. And, you know, if we're not careful, we'll puff out our chest. And we'll say, that ain't me. And we'll look at them in disdain. And I don't like it. But God loves them. And it ought to be our heart that they'd be saved. There's a point there, somewhere there, they're reprobate. And I don't like that but it ain't up to me. There's a point when God takes his hand off, says, all right, that's the path you want. That's the path you're going to take. And it's over. There's no more opportunity for that person. But I tell you, this sodomite thing, hey, we're living in a day, it's going to be real. If it ain't already, it's going to hit your family. It's going to hit our church. You better be ready. You better know where you stand. You better know where you stand. God loves them. We should love them too. There's a difference between loving them and saying that what they're doing is appropriate because it's not. We can love them. We need to love them to the Lord. Okay? So without our dogs. So there's a delineation there those that are blessed and those that are cursed so all right we'll pick up right there next time okay brother dust you want to dismiss